Well, speaking of college basketball, um, Badgers, yeah, a desperate need for a win as they're in Ohio tonight to take on the Buckeyes at uh, 6 o'clock. Rowdy, the team was once ranked 14th in the country and now has lost six of its last seven and 11th in the Big Ten. Uh, we were talking last night about Wisconsin basketball. They were first. They, they were. They were three and zero. Three and zero. They're three and zero. They were. I think it was just at one point. It was just them and Purdue. <laughs> yeah. Now Purdue's ranked number one, and, and Wisconsin is not. I was thinking to myself, how is Wisconsin and Purdue like? How big of a matchup is this going to be? You know, down the stretch. Well, uh, it's kind of lost of its luster. Uh, now a little bit as Wisconsin, obviously out of the top 25, not even receiving votes as why would they? They've again, I said, lost six of their last seven games. Uh, (laughs) We were talking about it last night a little bit, you know, how confusing this team kind of is. It was a team that uh, was really good defensively, uh, was hitting a lot of shots from the outside, Um, you know, close games. They took Kansas to the wire, had one of the best non-conference schedules that they were winning. Again, like you said, beat Marquette Marquette and Marquette, by the way, where they, where they chilling at? I think they were 14th. Yeah, they are for the Marquette Golden Eagles of the 17 and five. Uh, in fact, there was a Marquette fan there last night. Uh, Bob, his name was, I, I do believe that was a listener of us. He was running the Marquette Warriors zippy and, uh, we really couldn't chirp too much to him. Why? Because Marquette's good and Wisconsin's not. But what happened earlier in the season, Rowdy? Wisconsin did beat Marquette. <laughs> okay, who is this Marquette. team? Who is this, who is this Badger team? Like, what are they? And I think you just kind of said last night, Rowdy, that quote, I just don't think they're really that good. Well, <laughs> if, you, if you look at the Ken Palm top 10, Marquette's eighth, Kansas is ninth. They'll get a shot at Purdue, who's third. Everyone else in the top ten they haven't played, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's uh, one in one against the top ten, <laughs> yeah. and yet they're playing the way that they're playing. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. So I mean, Ohio State below the Badgers in the Big Ten, but again, uh, Ohio State good at home. They've lost a lot though. Ohio State, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ohio Ohio comes in at twenty seventh. On the Ken Palm rankings, but from 21 to 30, they're 0 and 4 against teams in that ranking. Mm, man. No one. Oh, looking at Ohio State right here. Uh, they lost to Indiana on Saturday on the road. They lost then to Ohio State, or I'm sorry, Illinois on the road. Then they beat Iowa uh, two Saturdays ago at home. They lost to Nebraska, Ohio State did. I was at Nebraska. Yep, we bet on that. We you had, had the, the under. under, and you got you hit and the we under. got the under. There was a lot of bricks in that game. They lost to Rutgers on the road. They lost to Minnesota at home. Rutgers they, is good though. Yes, they lost. Ohio State lost to Minnesota at home, January twelfth. That's not good. Minnesota's terrible. They're 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 bad, like bad bad. Uh, they would lose to Maryland on the road, and Purdue would uh, would squeak by them at Ohio State, January fifth. And to start out the month of January, which we're now in February, obviously, Ohio State did beat Northwestern. So they have some pretty bad losses, Rowdy, especially uh, the Minnesota one at home. So if Ohio State can lose to Minnesota at home, why can't the Badgers go on the road and beat them? You know what I'm saying? Like, Minnesota's bad. Bad, bad. Because Ohio State is a team with talent that still beats, like, the Northwesterns and some of those other teams that Uh, Wisconsin hasn't been able to beat. That's true. Uh, There's an article right here. Ohio State basketball can still turn season around. And here's how from the Columbus Dispatch. And the first thing on the docket is simple. 
you beat Wisconsin. Do you remember when Ohio State had like Mike Conley and Greg Oden? Oh, yeah. And they, they were like the best team in the country? Yeah. Badgers were number one and they were number one on uh, different polls. For the most part since then, they recruit really well, but their teams have been so up and down. Yeah. It's... Mm. They do recruit well, um, but yeah, it's a team that uh, Aaron Kraft. You were a big Aaron Kraft guy, weren't you, Rowdy? I, I was indifferent. Oh, I thought you hated him for some reason. <laughs> I hate, I hated Drew Neitzel. Oh, Neitzel, that's what it was. Uh, Michigan State. Um, you know, this Badgers team. You got to figure out how to fix their offense, and I think it's 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 kind of simple. Let's start it. Let's start easy, Rowdy. Hit your free throws. Like, what's a baby step for the Wisconsin Badger basketball program to help get a win? Is it just simply hit your free throws? Play defense. Grab a couple of rebounds. Like, it's not hard, right? In, I feel in, like theory, it, in theory. I feel like at this point, I've just given up on them rebounding <laughs> because pretty much every team out-rebounds them. <sighs> and they were getting yeah. out-rebounded at the beginning of the year when they were winning games. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, they have an inconsistent, inconsistent on the boards and inconsistent now on offense. And I guess if you want to uh, bolster your inconsistent offense, you draw fouls and score points at the line. To me, that's probably the obvious thing. UW last in the league, though in free throw attempts, and last in free throw accuracy. <laughs> it's mind-boggling, man. Uh, Gardo said, quote, uh, the other day, you always want to get uh, to the line more. This team needs to get to the line more. It has to do it in different ways than it, uh, last year's team did. What was last year's team? Johnny Davis literally taken to the rack, getting fouled? I mean, who, who who's taking up the mantle of Johnny Davis? And, Rowdy, you made some good points last night, as you always do. And it was, well, when one guy's playing bad, this team just can't afford to have one guy, let alone two or three guys, playing bad. And you've seen at times Tyler Wall, Chucky Hepburn, and Stephen Crawl all kind of have ho-hum, lackluster games. They, they don't have time to be imperfect, right? Like, everything's got to be perfect for them because there's no guy on there to really fill that void that Johnny Davis has left. Yeah, and it's like last year, we were talking about this last night, last year they were picked ninth, 10th by the writers, yeah. but they had a lottery pick. They had Johnny Davis. Which came out of nowhere. This year, they clearly don't have a lottery pick, and it looks like they might finish ninth or 10th. Yeah. That's not Because good. they just don't have that superior one talent that thing. That can get it done for him. Yeah, for free throw attempts. I mean, last season, Johnny Davis led the way. And don't forget about the old-timer, Brad Davison. They were above-average free throw shooters. Uh, this year, I mean, Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall, uh, they've gotten to the line most frequently, and they've struggled. Uh, what did you call Wall last night? The poor man's Ethan Happ? Yeah, yeah. that's what I think he is. Uh, last year, Johnny Davis led, uh, last season with UW, led Wisconsin in free throw attempts in league games. He had 126 and 196 overall. He finished hitting 76.2% in league games, 79.1% overall. Brad Davison shot 89.1% in league play. So, I mean. Well, remember Brad Davison for like a huge chunk of that season until like the last month or so was like on fire from shooting three. Yeah. And then obviously Johnny Davis. And then towards the end of the season, who picked up the slack for Brad Davison? Chucky Hepburn. Mm -hmm. Until Chucky Hepburn got hurt. Yeah, and then it kind of spiraled there. Well, and and Crowell and Hap were were solid. Yeah, I mean, Wall and and Crowell right now are still decently solid. Well, check this out from the line. Last season, Tyler Wall shot seventy point nine percent. Stephen Crowell last season eighty seven percent. Now Crowell had less attempts because of you know of the team situation. Wall um, was Wall, but all right. So Wall shot seventy point nine percent from the line. Crowell eighty seven percent. 
this season from going to 70.9%. Tyler Wall now is shooting 45.8%. How is that even possible? (laughs) That's mind boggling. You went from 70.9% to 45.8%. And Rowdy's, there's, there's this. Steven, like, I get having a bad year being almost a 71% free throw shooter down to like a 60. Mm-hmm. But I don't almost know 71 possible. to 45? It's how? Mind boggling. And then there's this. Steven Crowell shot 87%. Now, he had less attempts last year, obviously. 87% in league play. He is now shooting 48% from the line in league games. In you know league who's league actually game. making fun of them for that? Ethan Happ. Ethan Happ. That's it's that's how do you go both from 70 and 80 respectively to in the 40s? It's insane. Uh, Stephen Crowell did say, quote, I was 80 percent from the line last year. This year, I don't even look. I don't want to know what I am. Oh, maybe maybe it should be. You brought up clockwork orange the other day, Rowdy. Maybe you should bring the clockwork orange little uh, claws out, make the eyes wide open. And just make them watch their free throws from this year. See, look how bad you are. Is Ethan Happ the worst free throw shooter you've seen? Because there's two that stick out. Uh, Ethan Happ because he was fouled all the time and shot so many free throws when he was a Badger. Form of Ryan Evans with a jump shot. Or yeah, Ryan Evans where he couldn't make a free throw, then it became a jump shot free throw. I, to me, it's Ethan Happ. They would take Ethan Happ out late in games offensively and then put him back into defense. Ethan Happ's college career free throw percentage was just over 54%. These two guys are in the 40s. That's unbelievable. It's, wow. Ethan, <laughs> Ethan Happ had, Rowdy, remember Ethan? I mean, I know you remember. They took him out at close games at the end offensively and then would put him back in defensively. Yeah. That's because he's such a liability. Ethan Happ, like I said, I, I believe Tyler Wall to be like a poor man's Ethan Happ. Yeah. Both can play inside pretty well. Both good defensively. Both struggle with free throws. Both don't have a jump shot. Mm-hmm. Ethan Happ, though, also was a Big Ten Rookie of the Year, a Big Ten All-Freshman, a two-time Big Ten All-Defense. Was he All-American? Uh, three-time All-Big Ten, and a consensus All-American. Yeah. that's That was Ethan Happ. Tyler Wall is none of those. Yep. Poor, poor man's. Poor Shoot, man's Ethan Happ. Shooting in the 40s from the line. Again, the 40s. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Crowell says he doesn't even want to watch. Uh, Tyler Wall's saying it's a mental thing. I know I can do it. I did it last year. Uh, let's go. And then assistant coach, you know, Chambliss, an 83.3% free throw shooter at Penn State and UW, has talked to both Wall and Crowell, talking about his advice as this, Rowdy. Don't think about anything else except you and the hoop. <laughs> like, I don't even know what you do or say. Like, Rowdy can give his free seminars. I know we had Polly call in to say I have. Uh, Polly called in to say he'd rather eat a uh, a pothole pizza his whole life. He'd never played you know any competitive basketball, and he could go teach some classes. And I think anyone could. It's the most mind-boggling thing. Let's just keep it simple for Wisconsin. Hit your free throws. Get to the rack. Hit your free throws, and maybe we'll start you know getting a couple more points and winning these close games. Right. And rebound the damn ball. I don't know tonight. They're all must-wins from here on out, right, Rowdy? I mean, I would have said that um, Maryland was the 50-50 must-win because if you didn't win one, then the next game would have been the (laughs) must-win. Well, they didn't beat Maryland, and then they got hammered against Illinois. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the remaining schedule. uh, Obviously, you have check back in Ohio State tonight. You got Northwestern Sunday at home, Penn State on the road Wednesday, Nebraska. On the 11th, Valentine's Day, by the way, pitchers and catchers report then. That's when Michigan and Juwan Howard comes to town. 
Rutgers at home, Iowa at home, Michigan on the road again. Then you got number one Purdue at the Kohl Center. Then you finish it out at Minnesota. So moving forward, remember after that Northwestern close loss, we were talking about the up. I believe it was the Wednesday of the Maryland game. We were talking about the upcoming schedule and what we thought was going to happen. And both Ben and I thought that they were going to get beat by Maryland. Yeah, that came to fruition. Yeah. Illinois at home was a question mark. That was one I felt like they probably needed to have. Well, that was a loss. I thought that uh, at Ohio State, probably going to be a tough game. You got to win home against Northwestern. You had to win at least one against Michigan. You probably had to beat Iowa. You had to beat Minnesota and Nebraska on the road. Penn State was going to be a tough one. Oh. Like you're starting to get down there. If they lose at Ohio State, some of these games that were tougher but winnable, you're starting to run out of them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the NIT might be knocking. And then before you know it, the NIT won't be knocking anymore. It'll be it'll be nothing unless you want to pay fifty thousand dollars playing the CBI. I said it that day, and I think I'm sticking with it. I think they finish with four wins. Ugh. Minnesota, Minnesota, one against Michigan. Northwestern at home, and then either Nebraska or Iowa. And that ain't good enough. That ain't that ain't gonna do it. Because by the way, Iowa's gotten a few of their players back. Yeah, and they've looked pretty decent as of late. Oh, I saw I saw a photo of Fran losing his mind from the other night. Anyways, yeah, unless you go on and have a big run and win the Big Ten tournament, I don't know if you're gonna be if four wins. Definitely, is not cutting it. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I want to take a little time away, have a little competition, not think about football, you know, so start thinking about it, watching the conference championship games. Then I wanted to go hit the uh, little beach pro-am. Rowdy's got the list of uh, who Rodgers is, is partnered with. But first, but real quick, Aaron Rodgers, uh, if he wants to, on why he wants to take time before deciding to play in 2023. When you've played as long as I have and you 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 know, like to recap and uh, each week, you know, the things that happened and you enjoy journaling and different things. Journaling. I think it's important to, to look at the tone of those things and, and where your mind is in these, you know, when you get away from it, you know, because that's, uh, you have to get away from the emotion of it. And that's why I always think I can't make a decision until after the Super Bowl at the earliest because there's still football going on, number one. Number two, like, it ain't about me. It's about the Chiefs and the Eagles still playing and, and the great season that they've had. And But I think you got to be uh, cognizant of, of what was going through your mind during the season. Did you enjoy the grind as much? Did you enjoy practice? Did you enjoy the meeting time? Did you enjoy the routine? And and not forget about uh, those feelings um, and make an emotional response either way. Uh, I think that's important. So it's not something that's on my mind uh, 24-7. Um it's not on my mind that much at all, to be honest with you. It's just settling into uh, uh, this part of the end of January and February, and and contemplating, you know, my life, and you know, for the next few months, and then trying to see if football fits into that. Rowdy, see if football fits into it. Roger says he's not really thinking about football besides maybe watching some conference championship games. Wants to get away from it, and as he's. Uh not thinking about football, he said he wants some competition in his life, hence the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Rowdy, while Rodgers uh, makes a Packer Nation and uh, the Packers brass wait for his decision on what he will or will not do, who is he golfing with? Yeah, so they are. They have released the pairings for the Pro-Am here, and Aaron Rodgers is matched up with Ben Silverman. 
Ben Silverman. Ben Silverman is one of the guys that he is matched up with, and the rest of their foursome is Darius Rucker, a.k.a. Hootie and the Blowfish, and MJ Daffy. I don't know. He's he's the professional golfer. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who that is. I don't know. He's not Phil Mickelson. No. He, he's not Is that Tiger Bryson Woods. DeChambeau? Or... Yeah, he's not Jordan Spieth. No. Hootie, Darius Rutger, Hootie of Hootie and the Blowfish fame. As Rogers makes us wait, he golfs with Hootie. How does that make you feel, Packer fans? Rogers is swinging the clubs with Darius Rutger from Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie. As we wonder what the hell is number 12 going to do? How does that make you feel, Packer Nation? If you hated Aaron Rodgers, do you hate him even more now? He's literally with Hootie. I didn't know who Ben Silverman is, but uh, <laughs> he's from Canada. Eh? Ben Silver? Is he literally Adam Silver? Ben Silver. He's a Canadian golfer. Oh, there is. Canadian professional Ooh. golfer. He entered 2023 without full status on the uh, professional major tour. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of the guy. And there he is. He looks like your prototypical guy you'd see down on the links. I don't know. And who's the other guy you said? MJ Daffew. I'm gonna, I, I don't know if that's how you say oh, he's it. South, uh, he's South African golfer. He's golfing with Darius Rucker, and then those four are in a foursome. How about that power group? Aaron Rodgers, Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish, MJ Dafu, and Ben Silver. Ben Silverman or Ben Silver? Ben Silverman. Ben Silverman, excuse me. See, yeah. like, look at, look at this power group here. You have Jordan Spieth, which clearly everyone knows who Jordan Spieth is. Mm-hmm. Jake Owen, who's a big country singer. Ryan Palmer, who's a professional, and Brian Roberts, who used to play baseball. <laughs> like, that's a group. You got to start Googling all of these guys outside Aaron Rodgers. Has Aaron Rodgers <laughs> been uh, delisted? <laughs> I think he might have been. Has Aaron Rodgers, they're like, sorry, dude, you, you dated Shailene Woodley, who is a clear-cut C-list actress. We got to put you with the C-list, D-list group. I don't know, where's, where's Darius Rucker fall on the A, B, C, D-list? He's a B-list? Is Darius Rucker a B? He's, he's relatively B. Is he A-list or B-list? I mean, he went Rucker. from Hootie and the Blowfish to a country singer. Who's more popular, Darius Rucker or Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers in his particular sport uh, versus, yeah. like, music. I wonder who, who's more likable, Aaron Rodgers or Darius they Rucker? They both have long-time staying power. I mean, Darius Rucker's been around since the, the 90s. 90s. Yeah. I mean, I remember being a kid and listening to Hootie and the Blowfish. I listen to hey, Darius Rucker. He's got more he staying power than Juicy J, who claims to be from the '90s. <laughs> hey, it, by the way, in, in, in new Juicy J, he pr- claims to be from the late '80s. Now, oh jeez, <laughs> three six mafia rowdy. <laughs> uh, let's see here. 1994 is when cracked rear view, or, uh, cracked rear view. Excuse me, the big Hootie and the Bluefish al- album that we're listening to right now came out. Aaron Rodgers, what the hell was he doing at '94? Was wasn't much. I'll tell you that. Playing some flag football. I was going to say, what is he? Probably like 10. <laughs> Who is more uh, likable? Darius Rucker or Aaron Rodgers? Who's more successful? Aaron Rodgers, Darius Rucker. Of Woody and the Blowfish. There you go. There's your uh, Aaron Rodgers D-list group. Uh, yeah, not a not a great poll for professional golfers. Who's the biggest go- like Who's the biggest celebrity there? The, uh, I probably should pull up the list myself instead of just asking you. Oh, Josh Allen is there. I mean, I know we 
briefly, I pulled up the list yesterday. Ron Rivera was there. Yeah, Rivera Ronnie. Aaron Rodgers is a big name. There was like uh, the actor that played Job, Jason Bateman. Yeah, Jason, there. the actor who played Job. I don't know his uh, actual that, name. Well, Will, Will, Ar- Arnett. Will Arnett. Yeah, he's funny. Come on. Uh, I don't know who Illenium is. I know what Will Enium is. That was Will Smith's uh, album in uh, 1999 to 2000. Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol's there. Let's see here. Eric Could you Church, imagine Bateman. how long his clubs are? They got to be really long. <laughs> he's a tall fella. Matt McLemore is there, Rowdy? Is McLemore even famous anymore? Eric Church is another country singer. Bill Murray, there's a huge name. Bill Murray there, getting it going. I mean, he played golf with Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. It, even before that, he was keeping greens on a golf course trying to get <laughs> yeah. rid of groundhogs, Rowdy, or some, some golfers. Uh, Schoolboy Q, there's a rapper. I know him. Steve Young, okay. There you go. Do we, how, how good do we think Schoolboy Q is? I don't Like some of these names, like, yeah, I, I can see it. They probably golf. Is it Schoolboy Q's first album? He has like a bucket hat on. Yeah, I, 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 I he's got to really... be pretty good to be invited. I was gonna say because if like we were talking about this off here, if you're bad, they're not having you on the t- Pebble Beach Pro. Yeah, because the Pebble Beach has already kind of fallen off the last couple of years. Because I know, so they play three different courses each day, and then if you make the the cut. You make it to the fourth day, which is Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many amateurs and there's so many professionals in it. They say it takes like an extra like hour and a half to play. And <laughs> it's kind of turned off some of the professionals. Well, yeah. Like, I don't want to be out here with these schleps forever. So like, he, he can't be bad. No. Like, I can't imagine he's going to go around and, and shoot like 120. So I saw a photo yesterday, Rowdy. Uh, Schoolboy Q, if you know who he is, he's a rapper. Um, Again, if you're invited to this, I assume you're somewhat good. I saw a picture yesterday. And some of these people are not going to know the names of this. It's fine. Uh, Travis Scott and Fitty Cent were together on the golf course. I'm like, there is no way these guys are any good at golf. There's absolutely <laughs> no way that Fitty Cent and Travis Scott, and there's someone else there too. It might have been Juicy J. Uh, Travis Scott, Juicy, I don't know if it's Juicy J. I'm like, these guys if, have to suck at golf. If 50 Cent is as good as golf, as good at golf as he is throwing out a first pitch. Watch out. He's going to be yelling four quite a bit. <laughs> it's fitting. Four. I was like, these guys have to suck. There's, they have to suck. There's no way. Huge breaking news. I mean, I don't hear the sounder, so it can't be breaking news. I have my own sounder for it. Just wait. It's building Okay, campers, rise and shine. And don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. Punxsutawney Phil, it is Groundhog's Day today. Happy February 2nd, that boys. That was the breaking news? Uh, P.S. He saw his shadow. Six more weeks. They're ruining the breaking news! Oh, sorry. Unbelievable. I mean, you can still break it. I'm, I'm humbled. Like The bill... <laughs> And that's RJ with the news. (laughs) You put a lot of effort into building it up, and you had something planned out, and then someone just comes in all willy-nilly and just ruins it. Yeah, some outsider comes in and steals the show. show. (laughs) No no passion. Five minutes from the beach. There's no passion behind it. There's no build-up. There's just, hey, it's on the channel. Yeah. Well, there's... since 1900, I mean, you gotta let somebody know. This is I, I just, I just should have turned his mic off. Yeah. Since 1900, Puxatani Phil has seen the shadow 104 times. That's 84 percent. Since 1990, it's dropped to 70 percent in two of the last four. 
They had odds out on this. Does Phil see, Phil doesn't see a shadow? Plus 190. Phil sees it, minus 220. Well, RJ already ruined the breaking news. He's seen a shadow. You don't know that. Yeah, more, six more weeks of winter, everyone. So there <laughs> you go. I could have guessed that. Has Jimmy the Groundhog done his yet? Uh, well, Do that one. Is the sun no, out? No, isn't Jimmy banned after biting the mayor? Yeah, didn't they put him down? I got a new Jimmy. Didn't they put him down after he Jimmy bit the mayor for for rabies? Like I think I think they yeah, got. Gotta... I mean, you can always just be stupid and put your face in front of a. Are you calling the Sun Prairie mayor stupid? No, nope. I might I'd... be. <laughs> I could be. Yeah, the Sun Prairie mayor. If uh, in case you missed it all, uh, this was years ago. The dude literally put his oh, face. When, when did that happen? Uh, 2015, I do believe. Oh, Years wow. ago. Uh, Jimmy the Groundhog bit the mayor of Sun Prairie. Um, in the <laughs> right in the ear after uh, he tried to, he thought Jimmy, Jimmy the Groundhog was going to whisper <laughs> in his ear. Turned, they changed his name from Jimmy to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> here, let's see here. This is live audio from the AP. Oh, there goes an ambulance. Oh, uh, there comes the mayor in his limo. Are they going to have yeah, anything talking you, about it? You sure it's not? He suggest. Uh, he says uh, that uh, <laughs> that he. Uh, hey, the mayor played it off good yeah. though. Didn't see a shadow. <laughs> the mayor yeah. did not scream, and he played it off really well of getting bit in the ear by uh, Jimmy the Groundhog there in Sun Prairie. I I think they put him down after that because mm. well, at least and hopefully the mayor got rabies. Didn't have to get rabies. Shots, at least but. didn't uh, didn't go near the mayor anymore. Yeah. Probably kept him in, he, in his Mike cage. the Groundhog. He's probably dead. All right. So, boys, uh, something Ronnie and I were talking about yesterday, and there was it was a buzz at Athens Bar, or Athens Grill, excuse me, in Westport. I would hope so. People talking about Wisconsin football. Uh, our guy, Worst Brewers fan, was like, did you guys talk about this? I've never seen anything like this happen. Ronnie and I talked about it briefly. I wanted to bring it up now with you, RJ, as well. Oh, you guys both uh, got your motion Ws on. The lowest time of the – never mind. I'll just let you – talk about it yeah please i would prefer that uh but yes <laughs> the varsity collective has placed billboards in times square yeah. yesterday uh and they want to just highlight everything way uh, to get it correct though times times yeah it's not time it's times because it's after the new york times yeah. times square uh the collective put up uh, some huge billboards well i mean electronic billboards so it's a billboard yeah it's still a billboard <laughs> it's crazy I mean, man that that ain't cheap no it ain't uh, and everyone's like tweeting about it, talking about it. Uh, the video billboard, 19 players, the 13 players designed from the transfer portal, six early enrollees as part of the 2023 recruiting class. They got Tanner Mordecai, Nick Evers up, CJ Williams, Bryson Green, uh, Jake Renfro. And they're also putting up uh, billboards in the hometowns of these six early enrollees. Uh, my question for both of you guys is how huge is this uh, just as a, you know, uh, like putting a spotlight on Wisconsin's program. How huge is this just for looking around the nation for Wisconsin and building something for the future? It's, it's something we've never seen before. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be the way that we're kind of seeing this coaching staff. Um, They're go. winning the hearts and minds. <clears throat> right. Um, it, it's, it's, yeah, I, I mean, it's odd. I'll say that just because. But it's different. Yeah. But it seems odd to go placing that in in New York, um, and, and I get the whole we're we're doing the Brewers when they decided to move from the American League and taking this thing national. <laughs> but we're taking like, it national, it, it just it's one of those. It got people talking about Wisconsin yesterday. Exactly on a, on a day where all they did was sign one guy. Like the billboards, <laughs> honestly, mean absolutely nothing to me. 
Well, you're not a kid. People are talking about them. People are talking about Wisconsin. People in New York are like, man, there are these Wisconsin football billboards that are going up. That, that, Do you think it, the New Yorkers not, are confused? Yeah, they might not mean anything. <laughs> look look at that little thing. There's a couple of guys who stop in the middle of a yeah, crosswalk, and they're just like... You think, you think New Yorkers are like, the hell's going on here? Yeah, they might not mean anything to Wisconsin Badgers? fans, but it's getting people in other cities where they're normally not really recruiting players to talk about Wisconsin or what the heck is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's Wisconsin recruiting billboards. Wisconsin football. I mean, that's that's why the buzz is so big, and that's why it's big for Wisconsin. It's because all of a sudden, for the first time, I think, ever in a college football offseason, the people across the country, the experts and the analysts, are talking about a Wisconsin football offseason. What would I say to you guys if we go back to uh, the end of the season before Luke Fickle's hired, obviously, and we're still wondering if... What if I were to tell you before the end of the year, before the bowl game, Jim Leonard's not going to be the coach, and there's going to be billboards of Wisconsin football in Times Square. I'd say, what timeline have we arrived it's like, at? How are you, have you been drinking? What kind of drugs are you on? Yeah, are you on drugs? Like Jimmy Leonard's not Drug the coach. Sir? No, and there's billboards in Times Square of Wisconsin football. <laughs> like, huh? And they actually signed somebody on regular signing. Yeah, like there's there's a there, here's an ad for Chanel. Here's an ad for Gucci. Here's an ad for Prada, and then here's an ad for Wisconsin football. <laughs> There's one for the Broadway play yeah, that's Broadway over there play. and Wisconsin football. And Wait, then there's the Badgers <laughs> on Times Square. Like, um, are you drunk and high, son? Yeah. It's crazy, dude. So we got billboards everywhere now. I saw a, a Luke Fickle one. Um, God, I forget what road I was on, but it was uh, about get your season tickets now. So I saw the Luke Fickle one. Yeah. Rowdy's got one plamped up by Stoughton, kind of, right, Rowdy? Well, that's the basketball one. That's the Mountain Dew one. And then he got ones in Chicago. <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah, those are better. You got the football one in Chicago. You have them all now. Uh, they're popping up in, let's see here. They put billboards in Georgia, Milwaukee. Florida, Illinois, obviously, Colorado, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Uh, are they just in Milwaukee? We have in Times Square. Oh, and, and, I mean, they've. Yeah, that's like, like the last one they mentioned because yeah. they're like, "Hey, we put them all up in the hometowns of the people." Blah blah blah. Oh, and Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. At least we're remembering this state. Too. And then <laughs> we had our sports director Zach Heilpern on yesterday at eight twenty, and he was talking because I gave him a number over under two and a half recruits that they'll sign on signing day yesterday. He took the under and he said, "I think they got a D tackle lined up." Yeah. Sounds like he's going to sign. Turns out that was correct. They did get. Jamel Howard to sign a three-star defensive tackle, yeah, yeah, yeah. six-three, three-twenty out of Chicago. Yeah, he, not too bad. Was, eh? He was one that was committed to the old regime, reopened his recruitment, um, and like immediately took a visit to Wisconsin under the new uh, regime, and then got some offers from uh, Miami, and then went and visited LSU last weekend, um, but like had offers from Michigan. Uh, Illinois, uh, yeah, LSU, Miami, uh, Florida, not Ohio. Um, I know people started to think Ohio is the actual Miami school now. Um, <laughs> hey, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. yeah. Do people think but, that? Uh, no. No, they don't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it was good to see him, if, much like uh, Tretch. Kakahuna. Yeah, Kekahuna. French Kekahuna. <laughs> Decommitted and then met the new staff and decided to come on back. So, um, they'll bring him home. Yeah, it's, uh, he joins a, a line of 
uh, Chicago kids that have come to Wisconsin and uh, hopefully can contribute like uh, some of the former guys. And I mean, it's as of late, you're thinking Chicago proper where he, he is from. Uh, you got a, a St. Rita uh, high school out of Chicago where Wisconsin has had a lot of success on getting guys uh, out of that school to come here. And I mean, Dennis Lick is one who uh, ended up being a, an NFL or uh, an all American here. Uh, and Billy Merrick is another Chicago guy who, who came here and did amazing things. But yeah, um, it's when you're able to recruit Chicago, especially, um, with Wisconsin. Cause I mean, there's a lot of kids from Chicago who go play for Michigan and, you know, you end up seeing them do well, getting those kids to then just go two hours right up the road, uh, rather than driving around the lake. But in, it's in also a Ann big Arbor get a because thing. it's on the defensive line, which is <laughs> one position where Luke fickle and his staff was looking to right. add, especially because at the time, Keanu Benton was already gone, committed to the NFL. Yeah. Isaiah Mullins was a question mark. Yep. Well, now all of a sudden you sign Jamel Howard. Uh, he's a high three-star recruit out of Chicago. You get Isaiah Mullins to say, hey, I'm coming back for my last year of eligibility. The defensive line, all of a sudden they solidified that. I mean, you look at what uh, Luke Fickle did. <laughs> Don't forget, this was, a re- this was a class of eight recruits when Paul Christ and Jim Leonard left. Yeah. With zero transfers. You actually had, when Paul Christ was fired, a couple guys put themselves in the transfer portal. Yeah. We ended up finishing the Wisconsin Badgers offseason with 15 recruits. So nearly doubled the size of the class that it already was. Uh, uh, And bring in 13 13, transfers. That's 28 total guys. They they had eight in November when Fickle was hired. You'd say sheesh. Sheesh. Winning the hearts and minds, man. Uh, Winning winning the... uh, the media cycle, Luke Fickle and the Badgers. And as of right now, they haven't updated it since Howard signed yesterday. But as of right now, that recruiting class ranked 37th. Man. Was 38th yesterday, so I think they might have. He just moved him up one because composite ranking yesterday was 60th. Let's go, baby. I will get into it more. Let's go to the phones. Line one, good morning. Good morning, guys. Scott, How are you? I'm great, but one second, buddy. I just got to see who's on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Terry from the north side. Terry, a pleasure last night. What a time at Athens Grill. What a time. Crushed it. Alive. Killing it. You know, there's no question about it. Like I told you guys many times last night, you guys are the class act of uh, talk radio. Ooh. Thank you, Terry. You're, you're the A-team. You know, Thank you. No doubt about We're it. We're nothing without you, though, Terry. Dun, 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 We're nothing dun, dun, without you and the listeners. Dun. Who's Mr. T? That's me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Terry's got the gold chains. He could be Mr. Oh, T. okay. Terry's rocking the chains. If he's got the everybody, chance, it's him. Everybody's been talking Wisconsin football. And, and I'll tell you what, keep an eye on the kid from Wanakee. Oh, yeah. Booker. I wrapped yeah. him three or four times Booker. over the years, and he is good. And the thing of it is, is that, and again, not you guys, but the media mm. would continue to make people convinced Wisconsin can only win so many games. Wisconsin can only compete with so many people. Mm-hmm. And that was always been a crock of, you know what, as far as I'm concerned. Baloney. Baloney. Thank you for, for the exact <laughs> word. Crock this, of crap. The foundation is set up. 
Yeah, and there is a Final Four in the future with, with these guys, even when they go to one division. And I'm assuming in two years we're going to one division. Is that kind of correct? I hope so, Terry. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they've really said how they were going to align it, but I'm with you. I hope it's one division so we truly get the top two teams. And that makes Wisconsin have to strive for, I don't want to say greatness, but to be better than just the best in the West. Well, I hate to say it, but it was an embarrassment to have – Purdue in their championship game. I mean, it really was. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was, was. embarrassed you for know, him. I was embarrassed for him, Terry. Uh, it is, you know, but, you know, uh, it is not going to be long, and this school is going to be in a Final Four because they're going to win the Big Ten West next year. And I'm going to predict right now we're going to beat Ohio State and maybe Love beat it. it twice. Love it. Hell yeah. Once, once at home and once in the yep in the championship. And you're not talking about tonight, right, Terry? I'm not talking about yeah, Badger basketball. You're not talking about oh, basketball tonight? You know how I feel right now about guard. Guard, the guard right now is the same way football was. Nice guy. You've won a handful of games. You get into the tournament. And, you you know, and again, I'm sorry, but you go back to guard and you lose at home last year in the tournament. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry. That's, that, should, that, that should never have happened. And, no and rotation on the ball, Terry. Though, he's been coaching. No rotation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. you'd be surprised how many people told me about that. And you watched tonight. I'm, I'm watching. I'm Terry, I, t- I told you a couple days ago, I'm, the first thing I'm watching for is the rotation coming off the hand of whoever shoots it first. They're knuckleballs. They are they're the Tim Wakefields. That's where the ball comes off like a brick. Yep, Timmy Wakefield. Hey, I heard there were some professional scouts in the stands the last few games, but turns out they were actually baseball scouts. <laughs> they're, they're looking for knuckleballers. For the next R.A. Dickey or the next Tim Wakefield. Tyler well, Wall's funny, got the you know, size I mean, to pitch. <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of basketball played in my day, and I've seen how touch, t- um, the shooting in general in college basketball has went down. Um, from an era where, God, there was some, some the NBA used to have, I don't know what, nine rounds. Terry, they used to teach groups. kids the fundamentals, and they'd finish off with hand in the cookie jar. No, I don't even think they say it anymore. The kid, so do people even have it, cookie jars anymore? Pardon me? Do yeah, they're empty because have... they're all eating them. Yeah, the, the kids have got their hands out. Their handouts. Yep. So anyway, guys, I want to say it was a pleasure last night. Tara, the pleasure is all ours. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming out, man. It was a blast. We loved it. You betcha. And Nelson, how would you like your sandwich last night? Yeah, it was good. I only finished about half of it. So good, I had dude. just the one platter. The euros are incredible, Tara. It's a lot of food. It, it is. is. It's, I it's a lot of good food. And I'm staring at my bottle of apple pie. Yeah, Terry, you got a bottle of apple pie last night. You were you were on the high life, dude. Not, and not Miller. I'm literally living the high life. Hey, boy, did that uh, like little gift light. we got you. Um, yeah, thank you. Do you like that stuff? I, I do. Mean, thank you so much. You did, you did not need to buy me a bottle of tequila, but thank you, Terry. I really appreciate oh, absolutely. it. absolutely. You know, and hey, I had, the, I had the most beautiful woman in the world walk up to the bar with me to help me order it. Yeah. And by the way, my heart is still pounding, by the way. Terry, I heard that you got a kiss from that woman, too, at the end of the night. A little kiss. On the cheek. Hey, you know what? I've got a, there's no doubt about it. You know, if I was 25 years younger, Evo, you'd be in trouble. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking my lucky stars, Terry, that, I, that you're not, you know, 25 years younger, you know? Maybe in another life. <laughs> All right, guys. You have a great Thanks day. Love, Terry. Evo, hope you have a great vacation. Thanks, buddy. You're the man, Terry. We love you. Go Cubs. Bye. Yes. Yeah, Terry, Terry uh, got a hug and a kiss from Jen last night. It's like when Mark Neal bed he could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we do have confirmation there is a real bingo card. It's even laminated. Yeah, oh. Terry's bingo card. Hey, 
How's your wife and my kids? That's one. That's one of them on there. Rob Reichel, excuse me, Rob Reichel on Robbie. What's up, brother? Good morning, gentlemen. How, How are you doing? doing? Uh, I'm getting my car work done. So instead of annoying everybody in the garage, I came to stand outside to talk to you, fine gentlemen. Oh, Rob, you're too kind. You're too kind. A little cold. A little cold. That's fine. At least it's not. It was a couple days ago. It was like negative twenty at the windshield. No question about it. We're we're tough in this state, right? Hey, Rob, the, Thunder, the fabulous Thunderbirds wrote the song Tough Enough About You. They said, are you tough enough? Rob said, hell yeah, I am, dude. I'm writing a song over that. <laughs> yeah, I think we might want to do an investigation into that one. I I, I, I think uh, I, I think that's probably more fiction than fact, Evo. <laughs> I think last time we talked, we were talking about how uh, uh, Robert Plant was named after you. So we're just, we're, it's choose your own adventure on over the line, Robbie. <laughs> hey, Rob, let me ask you, buddy. Uh, again, I know it's the most nauseating time in all of Packers as the offseason and what's Aaron Rodgers going to do. Uh, what do we think? Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show is saying that it was interesting that talks were happening without him as he's uh, golfing out at uh, the Pebble Beach. What do we think here? I think we say good. <laughs> they should happen without him. He's, he's not the general manager and the head coach, right? And, 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 and we've talked about this many, many times on your show. This is where the organization is so out of whack and so dysfunctional is when they let, start to let one of the inmates run the asylum. And I don't care if that inmate is Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. They, they should have no say in personnel. Um, the fact they turned this over to him a couple of years ago and let him have you know any kind of say in this with a with a Randall Cobb or a Mercedes Lewis or whoever, and you know now he's clamoring to bring all his pals back and stuff like that. <laughs> if if that is indeed the case, and and Rodgers would know better than most that they're having these discussions so- without the almighty. Without the almighty number twelve, then maybe the general manager finally grew up here, and they're uh, they're gonna then you know maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna get the, their ducks kind of back in a line in 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 Green Bay, Evo. Oh, oh yeah, Ronnie. Yeah, I was just gonna say, Rob. Uh, we were talking last night, and I was saying I feel like Aaron Rodgers at this point he has gained as much power and control as probably humanly possible for a football player. I don't I don't think there's much left for him to really gain here. Yeah, and you know when you compare it to other sports about the only thing comparable, right guys, is maybe some NBA players have had this level of of say in building a roster, you know, LeBron James or whatever, but you know, Tom Brady I don't even think ever had this level of say in personnel or, you know, a seat at the big boy table at Thanksgiving you know, for, for the past handful of years. And, um, and, and again, I just, you know, you, you, you trace back history. I just, I just don't remember many situations like this happening. And, and again, I, I don't think it's healthy for anybody. I think it creates a, an unhealthy situation guys in, in the locker room, all, all the way up to, you know, to the front office when, when you give a player that level of power and, you know, I, I think it would be far healthier for everybody in green Bay if, if they eliminated this power structure, power structure by you know eventually moving on here now this offseason from rogers man so uh robbie let me ask you i know on forbes.com you had an article out uh yesterday i'm just gonna read the kind of the tweet you had then you can go into it the legendary tom brady retired wednesday which was bad news for quarterback star of teams it was also good news for the packers who could now get more for aaron Rodgers in a trade robbie what say you just simple math, Evo, right? I mean, you you, t- you take one of the elite stud potential quarterbacks off the market, and I know Brady is 
certainly declined, and I think he's getting out at the right time. He's probably getting out a year or two too late. Um, but but the bottom line is there would have been, you know, I, I, at least you know three to six suitors for Tom Brady's services next year. We have we have half the league that's desperate for quarterbacks. Well, clearly you take one of those guys off the market. Simple math tells you the price for Aaron Rodgers goes up, and and this is the time for Green Bay to strike guys because you. You know, every year that this drags out, every year that they that they dork around, and, and there's my term, Evo. I love it. Keep using dork it. Around. Dork, dorking around, baby. <laughs> dork, dork around by bringing him back and, and probably understanding you're never going to win a Super Bowl again with this guy, and you're probably looking at a 500-level type of football team next year if, if he's on it. Every year that they continue to do this, Evo, the price take for him goes down, and, and that's why I think you strike now when the iron is hot. Brady's off the market. Um, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a particularly strong draft for, or I'm sorry, strong free agency period for quarterbacks. The draft has a lot of potential, but you know, again, Evo, you, you've got you know eight to twelve teams easily in this league that would love to have a different quarterback next season. And you know, the price for Aaron Rodgers is again, you're not going to get Russell Wilson level uh, capital back for him. You're not going to get Matthew Stafford type situation, uh, you know, draft picks and players, et cetera, for Aaron Rodgers. Probably at, at this point in his career, he turns 40 in December. But I still think, Ebo, you, get, you can get a pair of ones, probably at worst a one and a two. And if you can do that and start over with Jordan Love and start to get your financials in, in order, which, which they clearly need to do, sitting, you know, 15 to $20 million over the cap as we talked today, Ebo, um, it, it, it's time to do that. You, you have a hump year or two, maybe where, you know, you're, you're second or third in the division, which is all I think they're going to be anyways with Aaron Rodgers. You rebuild this thing. You, you get your books back in line. And a year or two from now, you can chase heavily in free agency. And, you, you know, if you're Green Bay, hopefully you've drafted well, you know, with, with your own picks and the picks you get back for Rodgers. And, and really by 2025, you're right back in the mix. So, Rob, you know, the Packers – are in salary cap hell. Like, all right, let's, yep. l- let's say Packers yeah, trade Aaron Rodgers, move on from him, whatever. Uh, what's the outlook looking like here, uh, the future in the next couple of years for the Packers and this hell that they are currently in? Well, Can they I mean, be competitive? Say it again, Evo. Could they be competitive? Well, I mean, they were 8-9 last year with him, Evo, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, what, what are you holding on to? You, you know, you, you, you watch the playoffs the last two, three weeks. There's, there is a, you know, there is just an enormous gap between the teams at the top of the league, the, the Cincinnati's, the Kansas cities, you know, the, the Buffalo's, the, the Philadelphia's and green Bay. I mean, it's a, it's a two touchdown at least difference right now where even though it's with Rogers back again, this, this isn't 2010 Rogers. This isn't 2014 Rogers. This is, this is Rodgers coming off the worst year of his career since he became a starter in 2008. And Jordan Love remains the great unknown. And, and the thing is, Evo, they, they, they've got to they've gotta make a decision on him and that fifth-year option. I, I think either way they're probably going to pick it up with or without Rodgers. I think they know enough about Love right now that they trust he's their guy. But, you know, you're, you're, you're creating – you're creating a really uncomfortable situation, I think, if you bring them both back next year. Love feels he's ready to start. His people believe he's ready to start. Um, you know, I, I think he flashed enough this season, certainly, you know, in that fourth quarter where he tried to bring him back in the Philadelphia game. It was very reminiscent to Rodgers 
you know, back in 2007 when he got thrust into the game against Dallas, when Favre got hurt and everybody in the organization that night kind of said, yep, we're ready. He's our guy if we want to move on at some point in time from Favre. There were a lot of parallels you know, with that and Jordan Love this year. I mean, Evo in, in that division, I mean, let's be honest, it's a terrible division. It's one of the worst in football. Minnesota's not going to go, whatever, 10-1 and one again or something in, in one-score games, whatever they, whatever that was they did this year on their, on their way to 13-4. and four. They're, they're the easiest team in football to predict that they take a step or two backwards next year and win 9-10 games. Mm. You know, the, the Bears, I get it. They've got $100 million of cap room in the first pick. But they're still the Bears. <laughs> I was just going to say that. They're the Bears. <laughs> they're the Bears. And, and, and the Lions, Evo, haven't won a division, you know, since, I mean, I, I think it was before you were born. I mean, it was 30-some-odd years ago. So, I mean, you're, you're, we're, we're talking about a, a division that stinks. So, can they be a playoff team? Maybe. You know, again, we, we just don't know enough right now on Jordan Love. And if you do move on from Rodgers and start to create some cap space and get that in order, I mean, Evo, I, I think they're right back in the mix in, in hmm. no time. If Jordan Love turns out to be a top 15 type of quarterback, and, and honestly, Evo, I think he can be. Man, Rob Reichel joining us right now, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Well, besides Aaron Rodgers, Rob, really quick. <laughs> but really quick, do you think he gets traded, or does he come back and play for the Packers? Again, I, I say this every week on your show, and, and every week there's new breadcrumbs from Rodgers and little hints around the league. Until proven otherwise, Evo, I'm staying with, with Rodgers as Green Bay's guy. Go to Kunst and Murphy and, and Ball and LaFleur just, just haven't had the balls. Hell yeah, no to, balls. To go, ahead, to go ahead and move this no guy. No time. Just, just absolutely no stones. And, and again, I, I said I, I thought their maximum, you know, um, you know, I thought the best team they put on the field and it, it, was, it was 2020 in that NFC title game loss to, to Tampa Bay. I thought that was a group that had probably peaked and I thought they were going to start taking steps backwards. I mean, I, I get it that they wanted to bring the band back together one more time in 2021, the year they lost to San Francisco in the divisional round. But it was clear at that point in time, Ebo, this was a team going in the wrong direction, taking you know minor steps backwards at, at that point in time. And, and that's why I thought it was you know so unnecessary to give Rodgers that three-year extension last offseason, pretty much gifted him $100 million in that you know, three-year $150 million extension. So, um, Evo, I, I think this is, this is long overdue. This should be the offseason now where they go ahead and do it. Again, every year you get less and less for him. Before having this discussion next year, Evo, you know, maybe you're talking about a, a third and a, a third and a fifth for the guy or something like sure. that. We, we just don't know. So get what you can get while you can. Make it work financially, whether that's you know a trade before June 1 or after, whatever Russ Ball and those guys you know figure can, can fit in, inside their books, maybe. Maybe that means then they, they have to cut one or two less players than, than they would if you do All bring right. Rodgers back and, and, you, and you move on from there. So what are big moves that the Packers have to do, Robbie, uh, moving forward outside of Aaron Rodgers? Like Because they, they're in some cap hell. Like what, in your humble opinion, what do they need to do to kind of rework or do or let go or come back? What do you think? Yeah, it's funny. I'm writing that right now, Evo, to put up probably tomorrow. Um, they, they, they've got a handful of candidates, un, undoubtedly, that – you know, they, they will potentially move on from, and, and I'm not even talking the free agents that are out there, Evo, and the, cha- you know, that, that odds are they won't bring back, you know, the Alan Lazards and, and the Adrian Amoses. I'm talking guys that are under contract. It, mm-hmm. it probably starts, Evo, with David Bakhtiari, who's on the books for $29 million. Um, mm-hmm. they, they would have to, they would have some cap 
you know, uh, charges of about 23 million if they do cut them. You know, so you only pick up about six. But but if they feel good about the offensive line and they move on from from Aaron Rodgers, you know, maybe, maybe David Bakhtiari isn't back. Devondre Campbell, I think, is a prime candidate. Evo, he's you know, he's 10, 11 million. Aaron Jones is on the books for 20. Um, again, they will go to all these guys, Evo, and, and probably try to get them to restructure those deals um, rather than just be flat out released like they wound up doing last year with Zadarius Smith. But, but obviously, you know, inevitably one or two of these guys will take it personally and they'll say no and they won't redo their deal and yeah. think they can get more in another city and, and, and they'll eventually be released. I mean, you would start with those three. Kenny Clark's on the books for 23. Uh, Evo, he's not going anywhere. I mean, they're going to bring him back. And Kenny's a pretty good team guy and an organizational guy. I would think they can get him down to 15, 16. He's, he's coming off, well, you know, one of his poorer seasons uh, in the league. So, I mean, it, it's going to be a lot of those high ticket, you know, Preston Smith, the guy I didn't mention, Evo, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I, if, I, if memory serves, you know, he's 13, 14 million, something like that, you know, where, where you go and get, you know, his number maybe down to 10 or something mm-hmm. like that. Or you, or you wave goodbye like you did last year with Zadarius and, and you take two of them in the draft or something like that. And, and that's why this next month is going to be fascinating to watch this play out, Ebo, as, as they try to get to the number by the new league year in, in mid-March. It's going to be yeah. – they've got a lot of maneuvering to do, Ebo, before, you know, before we get to the new league year and – and probably before we go to the NFL Combine here in four weeks. Yeah, that's coming up too, Robbie. Then all of a sudden, draft season is upon us. Uh, can't yeah, wait. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's crazy. The NFL just keeps churning out the news, man. That's the power of the shield. Hey, Rob, uh, off the beaten path here of NFL, let's talk a little something else. Uh, oh, near, boy. Near, oh, yeah. My question. Oh, boy. Well, Rowdy's got his motion W on today. I was just looking at it. And, and, you know, brought up, we were talking a little earlier. Uh, the Wisconsin Badger basketball team, Robbie, right now, the first four out. Have you renewed your Greg Gard uh, fan club membership, or uh, have you been uh, firmly out for a while now? What, what are we feeling about the Badgers and Gardo? Well, I, I think you know me well enough to know by now. I, I, I've never bought that. I've never bought that membership in the eight years that that, it's been, that the UW has tried to sell it to me. Oh, Evo, oh. I've, I've I've always thought they could you know do better. And you know, Greg Gard is a Houdini, right? Every every time we think he's gone or in trouble, he you know he he rolls off six straight wins. Okay, and, well, if know, he's Houdini, they, did he just get punched in the stomach and it's going to be the end of him coming up here? He might have. I mean, we'll, 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 again, we'll like find Houdini? out. But I've I, but I've thought this two or three times during the guard era, Evo. I, I mean, I, and then all of a sudden they, they win the Big Ten, and he's Big Ten Coach of the Year and stuff like that. You know, the, the concerning thing, Evo, and we, we've talked about this many, many times on the show, is that much like football, it seems to be a program trending in the wrong direction. You look at some of the talent or lack thereof that they're putting on the court right now, and it's concerning. He hasn't been able to keep the top high school players in this state at home, and we are in the glory days. I mean, we really are. We are, we are in the absolute heaven of high school basketball in this state over the last 50 years. And the talent that's gotten out of this state, and you can look around the NBA, there's a ton in the last three, four, five years of kids from Wisconsin playing, you know, especially in Golden State, but, you know, a hero in Miami and, and Halliburton and stuff like that and stuff, guys like that floating around the league. Now, you know, much less colleges, Evo. Uh, those guys should have been in Madison, and, and it's, and it's kind of criminal that every single one of these guys other than Johnny Davis got away. So, um, I'm, Evo, I'm, we'll see. There's, what, what are they, have 10 Big Ten games left. 
he's got a chance to kind of save his bacon. And I, and I'm still of the mindset he gets next year, Evo. But, but oh, yeah. I get it. The fan, the, the fan base has worked up. The and, mob and is fickle, be, brother. Especially because, yeah, yep, that, that is now – you know, kind of the new measuring stick is is, is fickle, and the and the and the energy that he's brought to that program, and you know, parading our guys now around New York City, it's pretty awesome. And uh, and there is no hey. buzz with basketball, and that has to concern the heck out of the athletic. Hey, Rob, market. is it true that you wanted a billboard outside of your house for the Luke Fickle era, but they wouldn't do it? Is that true? Oh, I, I already put up my own billboard for Fickle Evo. Oh, okay, okay. I was. Just, I, I got I got billboards all over Waukesha County. Fickle everything. <laughs> It is fickle media, baby. Fickle media. Oh, man. I wish they put up a huge billboard in the Madison area. It's just a picture of Rob Reichel, and it says guard supporter. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. When I saw all that stuff going on in Times Square yesterday, guys, I thought to myself, you know, Paul Chris wouldn't have put our guys on a a banner on the belt line, right? (laughs) And now... And now Luke Fickle's got us in the Big Apple. So yeah. Um, yeah. football season can't get here soon enough, I'll tell you that. Robbie, we love you, man. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully Greg Gard is Houdini in a sense of he, you know, escapes this clutches and, and is magically back. But hopefully he's not a Houdini that got punched in the gut and died. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah the, you know, the, the way they've upgraded football here in a short time, it, it, it does make you wonder. It's, again, I've said this many times, it's a – a world-class institution with a passionate alumni base and 30 years of success and, oh. and you, you always think you can upgrade and and i'm, a, I'm kind of of that mindset with that robbie we'll so. check you out forbes.com conley media rob rice on twitter i'll leave you with this rob rowdy leave you with this it's february 2nd happy groundhogs day but what happens rowdy in baseball by february 1st yeah normally there's not a ton of big signings left to do rob and you know why that is because usually the big signings are already done with what have the Brewers done? So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to a few, you know, major league camp invites here coming up in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Go Brewers, Robbie. Seventy-five and eighty-seven, boys. Oh Jesus! Hey, Robbie, <laughs> have a good one, brother. We love you. 